Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box is rated M for mature audiences only and may contain nudity, sexual situations, strong language, and monsters that will eat you. The thoughts and opinions stated by Sam, Josh, and Clarence are their own and in no way reflect MTG cast, Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, or our mom, who tried really hard to teach us the right things to do and say. The following impressions left by Raiders can be helped by strong antipsychotic meds and therapy. Do not swim for up to two hours after listening to Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box. Previously on Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box. And uh, filling in for Sam, I'm Tim. I'm orange flavored. For a while it was 2012. Don Cusack. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Saves the world, man. It, it's, it was... And I don't know how to talk about it. And I don't know how to talk It's a movie that I wanted to really like. And I like it, and then I hate it. There's like such horrible, unreal parts shouldn't have happened. Like, he, like you said, cars yeah. jumping. I think he drove through a skyscraper that was falling down at one time. <laughs> I mean, impossible. My wife and I are trying to have another baby. And so I went into Walmart to my pregnancy test. I walk up to the lady, and I'm like, she grabs it, rings it up, and I'm like, okay. Man, what? This is kind of a weird question, but how do you use this? <laughs> and she's like, what? And I'm like, do I just like pee on the end of the stick or the, <laughs> the whole thing? Or what What do I do? And she's just looking at me and I'm like, I've put on all this weight and I'm not really sure how it happened, so I must be pregnant. And she's like, you can't. It. And I'm like, okay. I guess I'm just going to have to figure it out for myself when I walk away. And uh, I proceed to the bathroom uh, where I open the pregnancy test, and I walk back. I walk back over to her at her register, and I'm like, "Ma'am, can you throw this trash away for me?" And that, that was my lie. You should have. You should came out. She probably was horrified. With some poop on her. <laughs> I don't think I did it right. <laughs> I don't think I did it right at all. Well, somebody had suggested that I take one in. That my wife, like when we do finally get pregnant, I take one in with me. It's and I go buy some new and go to the bathroom, you mm-hmm. know, bring out the one she had positive. I'm like, what is this? Or I don't know how to read this thing. Maybe just run into Walmart with it, you know, waving it over your head with a cigar and run up to her. Congratulations, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a thing. <laughs> a tumor probably, but who knows? Fortunate he did stuff. tell me this when I told him at his house that blightning. I was like, Clarence, what is this card? And he's like, a funny story about blightning. <laughs> Go ahead and tell the story. He says, I pulled it from a pack and said, wow, that card's cool. And Clarence showed it to Josh. And Josh said, that's oh, not that good. <laughs> this was back when you were pulling blightning, by the way. This isn't yesterday or even a year ago. This, is the first <laughs> this wasn't like the pre-release. I was like, Wow. And Josh was like, eh. I was, man. I was.
episode 15 of Raiders and uh, stuff like that. Raiders. Raiders. Oh, what's the rest of our name? Raiders of your mom's box. Your mom's box. That was probably too inappropriate. <laughs> See? It's God, not it. easy, is it? It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm dirty by nature, I'm sorry. This is Raiders of Fairies Puzzle Box. You can find us on Yahoo. That's where you email us at. Raiders of Fairies Puzzle Box at Yahoo.com. You can friend us on Facebook. Same thing. Raiders of Fairies Puzzle Box at, at nothing. Just there. Find us. Friend us. And it's really funny, I, just to throw it out while we're talking about Facebook. We can't add people on Facebook anymore. I went through and found everybody that I wanted to find, and then it said I was being obnoxious and annoying, and I can't add friends anymore. So you got to come to us now, because Facebook is kind of dumb, because we wanted to add people that to the show. Yep. It's kind of uh, weird. And you can find us on iTunes, and leave us a review. There you go. Where else can we find us, guys? You can find us on Twitter. Twitter at Raiders of TPB. TPB. It's a various puzzle box. That's us. TPB. Come follow us. I try to put up magic content or magic related or just things that I find funny. <laughs> so, yeah. Sam runs the Twitter. Just no. I don't run it. You guys are welcome to tweet all you want. No, no. I just pair so. Anyway, I'm Josh. I'm Sam. I'm great flavored. I'm Clarence. And tonight we're going to be brought to you by Michael. Michael. <laughs> Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about your con- So Michael is a whore by nature He sells his body for sex And other nudies like Cleaning gutters <laughs> I'll do anything really <laughs> Anyway um, yeah, let, let's, uh... Michael is uh, actually Josh and I's Youngest brother yeah, yeah. And uh, that that's important to know Because we had a question for Michael go ahead, People man. do say I look old so like you, you want me to take this? Yeah go ahead Okay, okay Michael I've, just, I've got to ask you a question I was talking to mom yesterday. It was just yesterday. Get in here. Get in here. I was talking to mom yesterday, and uh, she mentioned that she can't use her computer right now. And I was like, Mom, that's horrible. How are you supposed to listen to our podcast? Because, you know, she's our biggest fan. <laughs> uh, moving on. And, I, and she was like, well, you know, Michael downloaded porn, and, of course, I got a virus. So, Michael, I've got to ask you, in this day and age, with technology where it is, why would you still download porn? Here's the thing about that. On mom's computer. On, well, no, on any computer to download at all. I mean, there's very few yeah. scenes that you're going to want to go back to. There is so much porn in the world that you could sit down and start watching right now and watch until the day you die and live to 100 years old until the day you die and still not watch all the porn out there. Not to mention the porn that's going to be uploaded in that amount of time going there. That being said, this is my last podcast. <laughs> I, have a, I have a mission, and I chose to accept it. So well, the thing about that was, why would you want to watch the same scene twice? If you knew that I was going on vacation for a whole week to my sister's house, you would know that I needed to get some porn clips for my iPod because <laughs> I have no other way to watch porn the whole week that I'm at my sister's house because I don't want to go to her computer. Okay, and that sort of emergency situation, that's why there is paper form of porn. I don't know where I. What buy. about your phone, man? Yeah, I can. I can surely watch porn on my phone. I've I know I can. I don't have internet connection with my phone. Really? So you're, you're on AT and T. You have three G in this area. But yeah, I haven't had a data plan. That is a problem. I thought I thought you were hooked up with one just recently. I thought I was too, but apparently I'm not. Huh? So that is the reason for that. So you downloaded porn to put on the your thing iPod. Was, the thing was about it was that it's not even good clips. See, because I can't watch the clip ahead of time. So, of course, <laughs> any porn site, any porn gear is going to make the best title, and I'm going to find that title. 
like Jenna Jameson, best scene ever, anal sex, lube. I get to it. It's just like some hairy forty-year-old, kind of bushy, <laughs> kind of pudgy, and she's just doing it in the shower for two minutes. So I didn't even watch it. So well, you just said what exactly it was. Even though I watched it, I didn't even put it on my iPod because it was just. It was just, and it took 45 minutes to download, and so, that is correct. Uh, I'm sorry to the lady out there who I was viewing. I'm sure you have a beautiful inside. <laughs> you got a great personality. <laughs> I thought, okay, future reference, just stream, dude. I don't know. It was a bad mistake. It was. It was a really bad mistake. I'm glad I moved out, so I don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there right. you go. So anyway, what's the best thing you guys saw on TV this week? Why don't you start us off, Michael, since you're on the roll? Well, uh, I recently bought Netflix on my uh, computer, so... Wow, you on Netflix? I am on Netflix. That's amazing. You're probably so rich. So, $8.99 a month. All unlimited unlimited views of anything. So, uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, weeds on TV. Very cool. Where are you at? I'm on season two, so okay. don't spoil anything season for Season three's me. the best. Okay. I think that that... Season five's horrible. All right. <laughs> Just a word. Kind of a letdown. Tell us more. Like, I have was, on why, why did you choose weeds? Yeah, tell us about weeds. Well, I saw. In case that, someone doesn't know what it's about, tell us about it. Weeds is about a, a very, very sexy, very sexy housewife that you just watch and you just want to. Whoever you're watching it with, man or woman, you just want to wish that this girl from this movie or show was sitting next to you. That's Mary Louise Parker. That is how beautiful this girl is. It's about her. Her husband recently died. They live in a. Uh, a community in California, Agrestic, and in this show, she decides that she needs to start selling weed to make better living because that's the best industry ever. To vacate her lifestyle, yes. her suburban lifestyle. Because of her husband passing away, he left her with debt, I believe. Yeah, he, yeah. They, 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 he had some money put away, but it, it, it covered his debt and she was left right. with nothing but her so house. We gets. don't get a real explanation for it, but it starts off and we just she tells us that she went into selling weed because it was a good business and it was the only way to maintain. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, man. So tell us about like an episode you recently watched that got to you. The episode that I recently watched that got to me was she started uh, growing her own weed and the strand that she sold was called Milfweed and that was uh, made Snoop famous. Dogg on that episode. Yes, that was made famous by a great pot connoisseur named Snoop Dogg. I believe that is his real name. I don't think he has a middle name. Wait, that is Doggy. I'm sorry. The middle name Doggy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he smoked it, decided to name it Milfweed, got her on the map, so she's big time now. So That lasts like four episodes, so you know. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, it only lasts four episodes. <coughs> from what it, I it's hear. really great. Season six starts at actually here next week, I believe, is when season six starts. Well, I don't have showtime. I don't either. Yeah, not to mention he's got like four seasons to go yeah. before he's. Yeah. I have them all on DVD, okay. so you know. Well, you should get Netflix. You go and tell us, man. What's on yours? Oh, yay. If you guys, I'm sure you can all see the paper in front of me this week. I, I uh, Cop Out came, on, came out on DVD, so I finally got to watch Cop Out. And it was a it was a great movie. Bruce Willis, Tracy Morgan are two cops, and they do cop things. And <laughs> yeah, oh. that, that, that wasn't really cool. Okay, uh,. The chick from Dawn from Buffy the Vampire Slayer plays Bruce Willis's daughter in like in Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah, thank you. And uh, Bruce Willis is divorced, and his wife, his ex-wife, is married uh, some rich cat, which is played by Jason Lee, and he's offering to give her the wedding that she wants that she dreams of, and but he wants to do it. He wants to pay for it. 
and uh, to be the man, you know, but he doesn't really have the money. She budgeted out at $50,000 for her dream wedding, right? And so in order to get this money, he's, he's going to sell his this baseball card. It's some player, I, I, obscure player, baseball guy. He, uh, you seen it yet? I haven't either. I haven't uh, but it's, it's his rookie card, and it's when the, the th- it's his rookie card, and it's also the very first the, tops number one of <clears> when <throat> they went to the smaller size card from the oh, great big cardboard it's, ones. Honest uh, Wagner, yeah, Honest Wagner. Sure. <laughs> you guys are. Well, I I, I, I often care. get called a dork, I and I say, think I'm a dork, and then here you are with baseball concepts. And Kevin Smith directed too. Never even. Yeah, seen. Kevin Smith directed, and this was Kevin Smith's very first film that he has directed and did not write or make or think. He was given this script, and he said, "Yes, I can do this." And they said, "Do it." And so he got he had full creative control from that point, but it was still the first movie he directed that he did not write. Uh, the, the, there was just one thing I didn't like about the movie that I didn't understand Kevin Smith doing. Uh, it was, Tracy Morgan in it? <laughs> no, Tracy Morgan was beautiful. Sure, he's hilarious. He's a, <laughs> come no. on, I'm not a big Thirty Rock fan, but Tracy Morgan ah, performed beautifully. That is sad to hear, sir. I I haven't given it that much of a chance. That that we can talk about that in the future. I've watched like two two episodes, I think, and I was just yeah, like, you gotta watch some more. <sighs> Anyways. There is a scene where they like going to get this informant because they need to find out who stole this certain vehicle. So they, this common guy that they always bust, they're like, we're gonna track him down. He'll know who took this vehicle, and uh, so they find him and everything. And it's this eleven-year-old kid, <laughs> and he's all like tough and stuff, and punches him in the balls. And they're like, we're gonna tell your mom, and he's like, okay, okay, I'll tell you. And they could have just left that scene out, and they'd been completely fine. It would have been completely fine. It was just so annoying. No way, that's awesome. No, it isn't. <laughs> Well, no, that's Wilson. Classic television. It's, it's not Kevin Smith funny. That was my problem with it. I'll probably watch it. No, you. I totally recommend it. No, I'm going to watch it really this great. Next week, probably. Okay, so that's what I watched. I watched a lot more stuff, but that was the one thing I wanted to talk about. The best thing I watched on television this week is Training Camp started. Hell yeah! I'm so excited. Uh, been watching a lot of coverage on the Cowboys training camp, and I need your guys' opinion on on the situation that happened. Uh, Des Bryant, rookie for the Dallas Cowboys, they they were he was the first one on the field in the entire NFL. And at the end of practice, Roy Williams was like, "Hey rookie, carry my shoulder pads." And Des Bryant was like, "Man, I'm here to play football. I ain't here to do all that." But what do you think about that? Okay, I think if you just said a veteran player asked. Does Brian carry shoulder pads? I would be like, why didn't he? You know, he is a rookie. He's supposed to earn his stripes. But because you said Roy Williams, it puts him in a different state, right? Am Indeed. I right? If you said a, a Cowboys veteran or an NFL veteran, it's because it's Roy Williams, isn't it? I just think Des Brian should have looked at him and been like, all right. Yeah, I'll exactly. carry your shoulder pads, but after I take your job in week three, <laughs> right. you're going to carry my shoulder pads. <laughs> Well, he could be, like, getting made to eat so by Farva no. or something, you know. That, well, it's not so bad. They just carry shoulder pads. Well, no, and that's, that's what you do. But that's the whole thing. Is Des Bryant was the first player in the whole NFL to, to be at training camp. He's the first first-round draft pick to sign. He's He was the last one off the field that day. And it just... I, I think, think Roy Williams did it to try to prove something and... It Maybe. just didn't work out for He him. did it for cameras. Maybe. Because they're filming this shit and the people like Clarence are watching it and they need the drama. 
Otherwise, I can't keep it on television. Who likes Roy Williams? Not even Roy Williams' parents like Roy Williams. I know this kid that used to really love Roy Williams. (laughs) So the best thing I saw on TV this week was uh, also on Netflix, Instant, it's Prison Break. I told you guys a little bit. I was watching it the last uh, couple weeks. And um, How, how far in are you? Seven episodes of season one. And I got to an episode that was called um, Riots and Distractions and the Devil or something. And there's Season part one still? I'm sorry. Yeah, part one and part two. And uh, basically they need um, a riot to happen so that they can have the distractions so they can break through a wall without getting interrupted. And it just goes berserk. Basically people are killed and, and shit just totally goes wrong. And they're oblivious to it because they're trying to break through this wall. So when they come out, everything that they they thought they knew has changed. So what's the what like what's the premise of the show? Uh, I'm pretty sure I said it before. Prison Break is about a a young man whose brother was Lincoln. Lincoln, who was incarcerated for a murder that he didn't commit, and he's going to be sentenced to sentenced to life. You know, not sentenced to life, sentenced to death, and uh, he's going to be Michael. Schofield. Michael Schofield's That's brother. That's who it is, Michael Schofield. And it's within a month. And so his younger brother, who's an architectural and engineer genius, plots out this very elaborate escape plan by getting himself thrown into prison by fake robbing a bank. And you go from there. He gets inside. So how many seasons have there been? There was only four. Th- four? So there were four seasons of these two people trying to get out of jail. No, they <laughs> get out in the first season. I know okay. this. But I know, right? It wasn't really thought out. Like, what do we do now? <laughs> and they go back to prison. But you know what? The whole time watching the first season, I was like, how does this go another season? Every episode, they know how they're getting out of jail. They like, it's, oh, I'm doing this, and then it fails. I'm doing this, it fails. And then they, there's more seasons, and I haven't watched them yet. <laughs> I've only watched the first season. Right, but the first season, is it's pretty good. I'm yeah, I was it. in it, yeah. I wasn't watching it when I watched I've it. I've seen a couple episodes. I have never got to watch it, like... Consecutively? Yeah. But my mom used to watch it, and I'd be over her ass. It's pretty good. I think it would have been. I, I, not knowing what those future seasons are like, I think it was a good idea for uh, like one season at Absolutely. least. Absolutely, uh, Michael. Have you ever listened to any kind of podcast or new, or like talk radio or anything? No, I'm new to the podcast. But you've never listened to talk radio on the or anything. All you when you turn on the radio, I had a good stand-up comic you've enjoyed. I I watch my stand-up comedy on Comedy Central. Daniel Tosh is a good one, but my favorite is Dimitri Martin. Dimitri Martin is amazing. Oh, what? wow. What? You guys haven't seen Dimitri Martin? He's no, multi-talented. So. He, Blow your mind. He will be telling you a joke while playing the piano. Oh, no way. playing in a, what is this thing? Harmonica. Harmonica that's connected to his name. <laughs> he was Bob Dylan in that shit, huh? He, he's amazing. He is. And he's hilarious as hell. Yeah. Okay, cool. He is definitely my favorite comedian of the week, at least. <laughs> Clarence, did you listen to a podcast this week? I did. It's called Metal Injection, The Fix, and I listened to number 39. It was a preview for the Mayhem Festival, and they were just basically going over all the bands that were playing. If you have a chance, go see Mayhem, because here's the lineup, real quick. Corn, Rob Zombie, Five Finger Death Punch, Betray You, Norma Jean, In This Moment, Three Inches of Blood, Hate Breed, Chimera, Shadows Fall, and Winds of Plague. There you go. And I've seen... And now backwards. Five of those kids <laughs> live, and they all own. They all hate their parents. So, oh, I don't like Atreides' new stuff. Atreides sucks. Atreides' new stuff, not so great. Nine, so if you want to see ten really good bands and Atreides, <laughs> go see Mayhem Fest. 
I was like, I've only heard the early stuff. Out. I didn't know they sold out. What's wrong with selling out? Everyone's got to sell out. I make music because uh, I want to be popular. So what's wrong no. with that, dude? Because they make music to be badasses, and then now they make music to be little pansy guys, too. So what? I make music to sell CDs. I would, I I would make music to get pussy. <laughs> sell CDs, get pussy. You don't sell make CDs. Money. Everyone buys yeah, CDs. Yeah, my bad. Make <laughs> money. And to be popular, yeah. Hell yeah. But, no. Yes, Clarence. Just no. because you don't like it doesn't make it normal. The Metal ball. injection. Very nice. Metal something. injection, the fix. Go see or go check out the fix if you like metal. Yeah, cast is remember when. Yes, it is. Tell us about remember when. Uh, the only podcast I've listened to this last week, I had remember when number thirty six. It was an episode that they've been building up to for a long time because they wanted to talk about Firefly slash Serenity. And, and which is was a uh, some would say Feld, some would say Joss Whedon's like epitome of his work. It was a short-lived show that on Fox it only uh, aired 11 episodes but had 14 episodes total that they finally did a movie to finish it all off called Serenity. And uh, and remember when they were both of the guys that do it, uh, Jay and Paris were big fans and they had been wanting to talk about it for a long time. They finally did a podcast covering it and it was episode 36 and I've been putting off listening to it till I actually had watched those and I had watched them, and that's what I wanted to talk about last week, and that didn't happen, was Firefly, since I had watched it. Mm-hmm. And so I listened to that podcast, and I enjoyed it, and I actually learned a couple of things. That's my podcast. Podca- <laughs> podcast. We'll get right into the movie. My tongue got huge. It did. And uh, the movie topic of the week is, oh what was the best uh, gunplay in a movie? And we're talking more or less a scene, but we also wanted to talk about the movie as well. And gunplay in a movie normally is an action movie. Sam, do you want to start us off? <laughs> I just realized I didn't write anything down, but I, th- I just came up with one that's been perfect and I know I'll be able to talk about is uh, Young Guns. Dick. Okay. Really, was that Did yours? Did you look at my paper? Or no, what? no, I can't. Uh, Young Guns. <laughs> Sorry. Here and there. Emilio Estefez playing Billy the Kid. Uh, the first one had Charlie Sheen, but the second one was a lot more epic than the first one. No way. Uh, but we had Keith Sutherland. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were both good. They were both really good, yeah. and I enjoyed them both equally. So good, dude. So um, good. That's but the second time. Doesn't matter. Okay, you yeah, about the second Sutherland. one then. The second one had uh, Christian Slater. Right. Talk about it. It's it just this, it, this interpretation of Billy the Kid's life and then how he went down. I really think Emilio. I don't know about Oscar. Emilio nailed it, man. Himself. He nailed it. Yeah, I don't know about Oscar, but man, he was amazing in it. And Kiefer Sutherland, that's when like I discovered him and yeah. all his glory. Tell us about the scene, though. Jack Bauer. The point was the scene. The scene? Uh, the we scene with the gunplay that got to me? Let's see. Uh, hey, make you famous, you know, before he, like, off someone or, like, he... I got it. But oh! That's my movie. When Doc went down, down man. When Doc no, went down. Is. Okay. When Doc went down, they yeah. were in a pinch, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. They were surrounded. No, no, they're in the little, like, uh, They were, like, down in a hole, and they, were, and they had a little bit of and, cover. And Doc's like... You know, screw this, I'm out of here. He walks out just to take a step, and then he gets a shotgun blast right in the stomach. Falls back inside, and he's just bleeding out. <clears throat> and they're, like, they're in an impossible situation. Yeah, so they're shooting around, shooting around, shooting around, and Vox is dying. And uh, Chavez is taking care of him, putting wraps on him and shit. And um, He was a Mexican, and he... Yeah. And Emilio's like, oh, you know... Navajo. Yeah, right. He's like, you know, we gotta get out of this, we gotta get out of this. And he's like, telling Christian Slater's character, this was always your game, you know, why don't you go for a shot? Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh. Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh, thank you, man. And, like, 
And Dave's like, no, I don't want to go, I don't want to go, I don't want to die. And it's like, your gang, man, it's your yeah, gang. Because like the whole movie, board. they're like... And then over yeah. both of their yelling, you hear it going. He goes, what's he saying? He goes, Billy! The doc yells, Billy, you know. And he goes, bleeding he goes, let's finish the game. Let's finish the game. And, and the, Billy hands him a, a second gun. The second gun. They prop Doc up. Doc stumbles out, shooting, dying, yeah. bleeding out. It's fucking. I think he fires off. I think five shots, and before he finally takes like bullet number sixteen, just enough to, to get shoot. everybody else out, just to give him some cover. Man, that, that movie, I gotta watch that. Again. I know. It's been years. It's Go been and years. watch that stuff. <laughs> I want to watch number two. I don't even want to watch the number one. <laughs> right. but Charlie Sheen wasn't worth it. Well, right, so let's get right into number one, man. Okay, my movie was Gunplay with Young Guns. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome that you had Young Guns, and he chose Young Guns too. That's amazing. Okay. But uh, the scene for me. Well, the best scene in the movie is the peyote, peyote scene. That's, <laughs> that's not the gunplay part. See the size of that chicken? Hey, dog. Dog. You're talking to a horse. Anyways. Dude's right there. They're stuck in the house at the end, and they throw out the. Whatever. The they, trunk. The, yeah, the trunk, and they oh, bounce yeah. out, and they just start blasting it. Yeah, out. yeah. The house is on fire. They're the last hurrah, man. And uh, they put Billy in a trunk, and they're just throwing. They've been throwing furniture, throwing furniture, you know, just to distract him. And at this point, they think that Chavez has abandoned them. Yeah. And so they throw the trunk out. Bill pops out shooting. Here comes Chavez with the horses and slow motion, man. Uh, Everything gets all quiet. The trunk pops open. Billy's got two pistols in hand. And then it's all over, and here comes Billy back, and Chavez comes. Reap the whirlwind. Reap the whirlwind. Because that in between. It's not over till the spirit horse comes. <laughs> Certainly is. Spirit world now, man. <laughs> go ahead, man. I'll go last one. This one. Well, uh, my favorite gunplay movie would have to be Shoot 'Em Up. Uh, I recently <laughs> saw that one. You could pick any number of scenes from that movie, but my favorite one was definitely when he was making love to his woman, and uh, he starts. You know, they're, they're they're just you know caressing each other at first, and they start getting into it. And she's really hot too. I don't know what she's from, but she's I don't hot. Remember. I've only watched that movie. She's once. like she's like European or some sh- like like Russian or something. You know, it's real hot. And uh, it's Clive she's Owen. Exotic. Clive Owen is the main character, and any character he does is a total badass, of course. Always, yeah. So uh, he's just doing it on his bed, and uh, he's very. Everyone wants to kill him. I, I don't. I think everyone wants to kill him because he knows something about bone marrow and this baby's connected. I, not, none of that the matters. The plot's not really important in this The plot movie. doesn't matter. He stumbles in the plot. wrong situation. He's just in the wrong situation at the wrong time. He's saving this pregnant chick. And he likes know. carrots. And he, yeah, he really likes carrots. These people do a lot of studying up on him. They find out he's a he's total, like, former CS, CIA something, something crazy, really good. Well, anyways, these people are looking for him, multiple people at a time. They they come into the room. He sees that they're there. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to stop though with his woman. So yeah, he's mid thrust. He's mid thrust. He starts popping off on these people. He has his gun with him at all times. He's killing like body after body. Walking into the room, he's doing these crazy different maneuvers with her. She thinks her sex positions. He's just trying not to get her killed. Right. He's got like one hand rolling her over and then picking her up. And, <laughs> and then at the very end of the scene, of course, she right as he gets his last kill through the head. Yeah. Between the eyes. Like the clip empties and she's like, ah. It's it's a it's, it's a great beautiful show. scene. <laughs> I was I was deciding between that or of course the scene from Harry Potter, but I didn't know if wands <laughs> count for guns because no, the Order of the Phoenix first the. Death Eaters, that was an amazing scene. It was. I, I cried when Sirius Black 
got so, sent into the triangle thing. Uh, Alright, so my, my favorite shoot or my favorite gunplay movie was Equilibrium. Have you guys seen this movie? I wish I was a cleric. It would kick Neo's ass. Yeah. So Anyways, yes. Equilibrium. No. No, it's kick Neo's ass. It's so great. You, you, haven't seen, you haven't seen Equilibrium. This is, uh, 2002. It's after The Matrix has hit its uh, high point, And there's a lot of. There's a lot of crossover in this. Christian Bell is the main character, and uh, he's called a cleric, which is sort of like um, like a. It's scene. a fighting style that they've come up with. That, right. That 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 he was a master of. Like with the, that was the top level of this certain fighting style. You were a cleric. Absolutely. And he was like one of the best ones out there. Yeah, and uh, it, was, it was martial arts with gunplay, and basically they they utilized their pistols as if they were swords, and. There's not, a, kind of no. It was like the art of not getting struck. It was the like, was the basis of it. Like they could walk to a room with like a fifty guys pointing guns directly at him, take them all out because he he knows this art style. He knows how to get a boy getting well, shot. I mean, like one of the most common ways that people are going to shoot at you and stop all the bullets in the I Matrix. Know, I don't know how you. What if he wasn't in the Matrix, Michael? What well, if he wasn't in the Matrix? He put his hand up. He would still get shot. I don't know. He was the one. He was the one in the Matrix. Anyway, yeah, tell, tell us about Christian Bell and how you would kick uh, Keanu Reeves' ass. Tell us more. He would in this movie. Why was it called Equilibrium? That is... I don't even know. You don't remember? Okay, uh, it was you showing this alternate. A lot more about this than I do. It was, <laughs> was this for your gunplay movie? Because I didn't think about it. Look, I didn't write anything down. I came yeah. up with young guns on the spot. Okay, it was this uh, alternate future world where the government that the, the, it was like this galactic empire. Uh, I'm sorry, totalitarian government, and there was also an underworld. Yeah. So okay, well the whole government. Uh, Kept the population taking these these pills that kept them at this equilibrium state of mind. No one would deter, and they would all like basically follow orders and whatnot. And it just it created world peace. But there was like this CD on the world of people, the rebels that didn't take the pills and everything. Right. But there were ways that the government knew that they weren't taking the pills and seek them out. And that was actually the cleric's main jobs was to seek out the people who went off their medication. And wanted to be normal. Yeah, and they wanted to be normal, and right. you know that that was that was taboo to them. Like I said, this is 2002, right after the the height of the Matrix, and I'm not sure you know what came first as far as writing or ideas, but it was really there, there's good. a lot of crossover in it. But you should watch Equilibrium just for the gunplay and the action scenes. The story is all right, but it's nothing new. I like Wanted too. Wanted was my second choice. I still haven't been able to make it to that. I just movie. want to give more. I still haven't it. been able to curve a bullet yet. Keep it in her in the head I over and over I because you got to use a real gun, Michael. I, yeah, you're not going to do it with your I Xbox guns or your wiener. I've been known to curb my bullets. I've seen, I've seen this kid shoot no. somebody from like 200 feet with an airsoft gun while driving. So you know, I have a pretty good shot. Except for he was aiming at me and he hit the guy standing next to me. So. That's still pretty good. He still hit somebody, right? Yeah. <laughs> and JP was. Hit. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Let's get right into our lie. Uh, we're going to tell lies now. God, I can't believe those three topics took that long. Yeah. I'll go and go first. My lie was um, I talked to my sister Anna, who lives in Corpus Christi the other, the other day. And we don't get to see her. She's about a 12-hour drive away. And we don't talk to her that often. So I told her that I, re- I received a letter for her in the mail. And so I, I based this off the truth. And I told her, hey, there was a, uh, a letter I received in the mail from the federal government and it's saying that they're an investigation on Trent for some death that was <laughs> on a Navy ship some USS and I came up with something and she's like what? 
she starts freaking out. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. They're just not saying that we might be involved in the investigation of Trent Clark and, <laughs> and the death of something. She's like, I can't, I can't believe that. What? Dude, you should have called Michael and I. We could have all got in on it. Right? Well, I did. They said something about a character witness. She's just really freaking out. I would have got in on that. And I guess she's like, I gotta call you back. I'm gonna call Trent. Clarence, what I was like, wait, 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 wait. I didn't want her to call Trent because Trent was at work working so for the Navy. So you went back on the lot? I did. I did. I Why would you do that? My own rules. I broke them. Because my sister was getting ready to call my brother-in-law while he's working at the Navy about a murder investigation. He's a chaplain. He's a chaplain's bodyguard. Anyway. So, <laughs> that was my lie. I told him that Trent was going to be investigated for some death on a, on a Navy ship. For about three minutes, I had a solid lie going on. It could have gone really you far. You should have let her call him. Trent would have called his superiors, and they, no one would know what was going what on. What if something bad had happened, though, because of what, that? What, that if, what, what? what if there was a death, though? I mean, it's like, what about this, Trent? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. If, what are, what are the odds? more funny. What are the odds? <laughs> no. People are missing. There's a hurricane down my sister's whole life. <laughs> But I got a good we podcast get the CK out of it. More. <laughs> exactly. You gotta look at the plus side. No, man, that's not how it works. Okay. <laughs> so that was my live for this week. <laughs> okay, so this morning, take my the swim lessons. I'm gonna go next, guys. I'm eager. Do I'm it. Still thinking, man. Okay. <laughs> I was taking my kids to swim lessons, and I was sitting there. They were all swimming, and I was sitting there, and then I looked over, and next to me is Sheila Swords. As you guys know, she uh, was an older lady that all of us, has worked, except for Michael, had worked with in the past. And uh, I was talking to her and everything, and she asked her, what have the kids been up to this summer? And I said, well, that's funny you mentioned that. Um, You remember Hannah, my oldest daughter, and she's seven years old now. Well, turns out she has a natural affinity for playing instruments. It started off, she sat down on a piano, and within minutes was like, had figured it out and was like playing things that could be songs. With a little direction, we realized she could be really good. Two weeks later... She was watching a video of someone playing guitar, and next thing you know, she's she's wanting to play guitar. She picks up guitar, and she's she's figuring that shit out too. We're seven years old. She, yeah, she was just prodigy. a natural savant, or not a prodigy because I don't shit like oh, that. She was amazing. I'm talking. I thought of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, my daughter does not play any instruments. She has taken piano lessons. She's that's had cool. two so far, and uh, but that's it. I, I sold her on it and everything, and I told her uh, there's some YouTube videos of Hannah up. Go check it out. Just look for seven-year-old Hannah playing guitar, and you'll find it. <laughs> I don't know if she even knows what YouTube is, but, you know, right. there's a chance that she does that. I don't even know if she knows what the internet is. <laughs> anyway, Michael, tell us a lie. Wait, I don't want to tell my lie. Oh, okay, sorry. I, I was saying to take this I, one. I felt like it was good. You I know what? Really You're making me really the last good. one. That's not good. All right, go ahead. Mine's really not that good, but... I'm going to tell it anyways, because I told it. Uh, <laughs> I've been... Rec- I'm, I'm a manager at Sonic, which I've said before. Recently, I've been staying on my off time and car hopping to make some extra money. And I realized that when I wear my manager shirt outside, that people put money away and don't tip, because I'm a manager. Oh, shit. So today, I, I car hopped in a regular employee shirt. I want to see that. And, uh... A regular customer came in and they were like, what's going on? Why are you in the regular employee shirt? And I was like, well, I got demoted. Uh, I'm just a car hop now. And they were like, oh, really? Why would you get demoted? And I I couldn't think of anything. So I was just like, well, I, I have to keep this customer coming back. I can't say like... I told them that... Uh, Apparently there's videos of the... Ed- that Sonic is really, really strict on overtime. And that I had been working 
you know, 80 hours a week and that they decided that I can't be a manager because I was just working too many hours. Well, the customer got all, like, really upset. And they were like, they can't do that. And trying to find numbers for me to call and stuff. And I'm like, uh, well, you know, it's like okay. Because I, like I make pretty good money car hopping, you know, so it's okay. And, and if I'm a car hop, I can get as many hours as I want. And they were like, oh, okay. And so, yeah, that was it. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Well, I have a few lies I could say, but... This isn't maybe my lie of the week. This is just a lie I like to tell all of my nieces and nephews. I like it. Anytime I see them, Josh's son Liam, Sam's three kids, even Clarence's kids. Anytime I see them, I tell them that their parents are gonna get them anything, whatever they're looking at. <laughs> they say like they're having like a, they have like a Spider-Man toy. They have a Toy Story toy. I ask them, you know. What what do you what do you, what do you want with all this stuff? And they and they'll, they'll they'll tell me like what else comes with all this stuff, and what else? And uh, I tell them every time I'm like, you know, I was talking to your dad. He said he's gonna get you that, so you just you just wait for that, and he's getting you it. So any all of their kids, you know, they just hear all these great things. Yeah, it's end up costing me about two hundred bucks. Yeah, you lie to little kids. Good for you, Michael. I lie to little kids. All They're the time. really gullible. <laughs> They are. They're the best ones to lie to because they believe anything. You can go with one of those lies or maybe any of the lies I've told any girl to sleep with me. That, that's always... <laughs> tell me one of those lies. <laughs> yeah, tell me <coughs> one of those lies. Well, all right, New Year's Eve a couple years ago, right? Uh, I can't find a girl to get a kiss from for some reason. I'm looking everywhere, so, you know... Was oh, this the one where you went to mom? No. <laughs> oh, okay, that was last year. Go on. So, uh, you know... Uh, we're at this we're at, we're at this country we're in the country and uh, she doesn't have a ride home and I say you know uh, you can get a ride with me we'll take you right to your house and uh, I'm, I'm riding with my friend he'll take you there so uh, he's a good friend of mine so of course I plan with him like so whenever we get into the truck he starts flipping out saying she, she tells him his address of course and he's like I don't even know where that is. I don't even... I, I gotta go home. I'm just gonna take you to, by Michael's house and he can take you home from there. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can just go by my house and we'll take you home from there. So uh, we, we get to my uh, we get to my house and, uh, you know, my car's sitting right in the driveway, right where it always is. But uh, no, it's not. It's not in the driveway for some reason today, <laughs> even though standing right there. I tell this girl, oh my gosh, my car's not here. Oh, wait, my parents went to go get that fixed. It's, it's in the shop overnight. Uh, is there anything else you can do? No, it's four in the morning. Everyone's asleep. Uh, you can just step my home night if you want. So, uh, <laughs> that's how that happened. <laughs> she was 14, Michael. Her parents were worried I was only about 16. Her. It's okay. <laughs> that's a great lie. Hey, we we all have never been lied. <laughs> <laughs> that was very unbelievable. Thank you, sir. It's great. <laughs> So what would you guys do for a thousand dollars this week? The only thing I could come up with is I would eat a live fetus, <laughs> but you know, I didn't know if that was too hardcore for the show or not. So oh, really, um, I've already used, used that. One. Did you really? Oh, he's yeah. already used. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't uh, have to gain superpowers like I actually said. It I just said Rosie O'Donnell's fetus. So. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm just saying any baby, you know. I said placenta. Oh yeah, you're right. No, there's a the difference. He's eating a baby. You ate the shit that came afterwards. <laughs> It's life force. Like the you got a mill. For $1,000, I would actually pleasure my girlfriend instead of just taking all the pleasure for myself. $1,000, I finally do it. You would let her name in the bed a speed racer. 
That's for a reason. He made great time. Watch the movie. <laughs> Mach 5, baby. You sure did. <laughs> well, it's more like a Mach 4 and a half, but you know. <laughs> okay, well, last night we had gotten together to play a game of Hero Clicks, and uh, Josh had brought over some bottles of water. He has one in his hand, so this is perfect. Uh, it's the Aquafina bottles, and if anyone's familiar with these bottles, they are the most thin bottles. They're, they brag about using 50% less plastic and whatnot. So they're really flimsy and everything, and I realized once this bottle is empty, very, very flimsy. You can you can basically collapse this thing into nothing. So once you collapse this water bottle into nothing, and say you spread lube on it, you probably insert it in someone's butt, and then with the mouthpiece hanging out. Why do you always want to put stuff in people's butts? No, he wants to put it in his own butt. Well, right. I'm going to get to that. Get to that. What would you do for a thousand dollars? I would let someone do that, insert it into my ass, and then... And then put their mouth on the mouthpiece and then blow it and reinflate the bottle in my ass. It's always about putting stuff in your butt. It was make out with Mike Tyson after he ate jello out of my butt. butt. Out of butt. I do the editing, I know. What's going on, man? Talk to us. I I, it just takes money to get there, I guess. I, I think in a little while it won't. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where it goes. This is episode 15. We'll By talk about this again episode 30. By episode 25, it'll be what would Sam do to his butt for no, no. $25? <laughs> <laughs> what wouldn't Sam do to his butt for $25? Sam, stop doing that to your butt. We'll give you money. 50, it'll be like, Sorry. you got a nickel? I'll show you what's in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> it'll eventually be what's in Sam's butt tonight. So for a thousand dollars this week, well, they would have to pay for the operation as well. But I would get a sex change, sure, to, to be a female for a month, and then you change back. I don't know that you can do that, but okay. Well, I think that might be a little bit more than a thousand dollars. No, like they would pay me a thousand dollars. They would have to pay for both uh, operations. Okay. But and if somebody wants an unbelievable lie, they could be like, "Hey, I paid this guy a thousand dollars to come kick," and never reverse. <laughs> you know, it's whatever. But. Would yeah. you go anywhere with that? No, just like uh, Would you sleep with dudes? No, I'm still married to my wife. She would just get she, more she, Okay, we know she wouldn't care. So you guys would, I think uh, you just want boobies. I do want If it was one of your past ones. No. That's definitely gone far enough. I want okay. boobies. I want some of my ass. You want tits. Josh, what is it you want again? For $1,000, <laughs> I would go <laughs> to a... I, okay, I've never been to a Catholic church. Ever. Have you guys ever been to a Catholic ceremony? Like yeah, 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 very, yes. Yeah. I dated many Catholic women. Uh, so I've never been inside of a Catholic church, so I don't know the setup. So what I what I know is what I've seen in movies. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that I go to a, a mass, and somewhere in the middle of the sitting down, kneeling, and standing, I would get up and I'd go drink the whole water right in front of everybody. Would you get drunk prior to doing this? No. Drunk, Just to make it more entertaining for everybody and yourself. I guess if you thought it would be more entertaining, I would. Would you dress up like like the Pope? Do it? I don't think they'd let me. I in. would go to mass dressed okay. as a Pope. That if would you be carry awesome. a little handbag and like while sitting down in the mass of people, you you, you right. throw on the disguise and right before you get up, you throw on the hat you know, and you go up there and be hey, like, "I'm the Pope." <laughs> yeah, I'm the freaking Pope. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the freaking water now, because the Pope's from Brooklyn. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and he sells spaghetti on the Cheerios. <laughs> it's a spicy meatball. So I messed with the Catholic religion for a thousand dollars. Okay. All right. So that's no, we had many of those. That's about all the non-magic content we have. So thanks for tuning in. If you're hitting stop on this, we're going to go ahead and talk about some magic. Peace, gentlemen. Our top five this week was standard creatures, 
Power four or less. The best. The best of the, best the elite. Of. Wow. Michael, you go first. Standard creatures. No, Michael. For the record, I like Pokemon. <laughs> and my top five Pokemon would blow any of the top five matches. I want to hear your top five Pokemon. Because he actually did used and to play Squirt- Pokemon. And Squirtle better be in there. Squirtle's uh, evolved form is in there, if that's what Blastoise. you're talking about. Yeah. Or Blastoise. How do you know this? Blastoise is definitely my number five. We used to play a lot of Pokemon Snap. video games. Yeah. Pokemon <laughs> Snap. Pokemon Snap is and by far Coliseum, the greatest man. game ever. And remember the Coliseum? Pokemon Stadium. 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 Yeah, we played Stadium. some Pokemon Stadium. Stadium. game ever. Nintendo 64 days, man. Well, you, you can tell he didn't have a doorknob. All right, so we suddenly put it out there. So Michael has yeah, never played Magic. Day. We tried to get him to play a couple times, but he's never played. So but he's way too cool for that. But we do want to say that he is a type one diabetic. So his top five this week is going to be his top five sweets that he likes to enjoy. And that he wishes he used to like to enjoy. Right. We'll get. We'll go two of us, and then we'll go to Michael and finish up with a third. Sure. And I'll go first. I haven't gone first yet. <clears throat> so my top five. Number five is the new uh, Fauna Shaman, and it's one green, two colorless, four two two. No, it's not. It's a seven green and nineteen colorless, four five four. <laughs> Fauna Shaman, one green, one colorless, four two two. He's what a bear. He's a right. bear. It's a bear with a ability that is made better by thousand year elixir. And is it just to throw that out there? Go on. It's a uh, one green. Tap him. Discard a creature card. Search your library. Find a creature card. It's, it's pretty good. He puts Vengevines in the graveyard. He does. He does a lot of things. In Bloodcast. <clears throat> My number four is Kazuma, Blademaster. Two white for a 1-1 one, one with first strike and vigilance. Whenever he or another ally enters the battlefield, he gets a plus one, plus one counter. So he automatically comes in as a 2-2 two, two first strike with vigilance. And that's not stuff. Not to mention probably playing more than one. The guys can get pretty big sometimes. Who is it? Put, uh, Blademaster. Okay. I want you to put Bastos <clears throat> color on him. It gets really Vigilant tough. first strike with death touch is nasty. Yep. Man. First strike with death touch, period. Well, yeah, but Vigilant just makes them go both ways. Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. My number uh, three is Goblin Guide. We've talked about it before. Yes. One red for a 2 2 with uh, haste. And anytime he attacks, <laughs> opponent has to reveal the tough card of his library if it's a land card, goes to his hand. It's not that good anymore. Goblin Guide? Oh yeah, my god. Wall of Bones made it a lot worse than it was. It was like probably getting up there to be like Kitchen Fink's territory, and then no, the Wall of Moments came out. Still it's still really good. It's not the Wall of Moments came out, it's the Control got a little more popular. The, the Wall of Omens. Right. <laughs> my number two is the Merry Angel, and this is a personal favorite. I, I just won plenty of games with it. Two white. Oh, really? I'm sorry, man. Two white, two colorless, four, three, <laughs> four, three, three. Flying whenever it has landfall, and whenever it lands the battlefield, you may put a one-one flying bird token into play. And with the fetch lands and my number two creature, which is neither reliquary. Okay, one white, one green, one of those for a two-two for each land in your graveyard. He gets a plus one. He gets plus one, plus one. Seriously, how often is he not? Is four or lower? Come on. Right. It's it's just really good, I and uh, you can. Tap him to sacrifice a forest or a plains and search out a land card and put it into play. Tap land. Not oh, not tapped. Not tapped. Not tapped. And just land. It's usually Sejuri's step that I'm grabbing, so. Right. It's tapped. So that's my top, <laughs> that's my top five. What was your number one? Uh, Relic. What was your number two? Mary Angel. Uh, yeah. Okay, Clarence, what's yours since you guys' list are similar? Okay, my top five. I have an honorable mention, and this card sucks. I never use it. I just want it to be good. 
but for some reason it's not. Dark Tutelage? Uh, Nemesis of Reason. <laughs> it's uh, three, a blue, and a black. From our Reborn, it's a 3-7, and whenever it attacks, defending player puts the top ten cards of his library into his graveyard. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know. I want that to be good. It's, it but seems it like it not. should be. It really should be. It's not, though. It really isn't. It will never get to attack. It's great. I don't know why. I've killed people with it in limited. And then my number five is... Birds of Paradise, Noble High Arc, Lodex Cobra. <laughs> Classically <laughs> mana-producing... Uh, ramp package. Uh, yeah. There's that. My number four is Mary Angel. That's uh, what Josh said it is. My number three is Goblin Guide. And that's what Josh said it was. Sorry. My number two is the Jungle Creatures. <laughs> Pretty much all of them. <laughs> Which one's the best, man? Bloodbraid is the best. There you oh, go. That's my Bloodbraid. But also. Okay, then it's a tie between Bloodbraid and Broodmate Dragon. Uh, two four fours for. The price one is awesome. And my number one is Malika Bloodwitch. Hmm. Two black, three colors, four, four flying. It's in a play. Second player loses life equal to the number of vampires you kill. You gain that much life. And it's pro. It says, for lack of better words, kill me, flame slash, not combust. I block Bainslayer Angel for the rest of the game. The Sphinx of the Jar Isle makes me his bitch. Michael, why don't you tell us your top five sweets, man? Yeah. Let's start with number five. <laughs> number five would include fudge-dipped Oreos. Those are really good. You can eat those while playing Magic. White or dark fudge? Either. Yeah. Any fudge is <laughs> good fudge. That's my motto. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that is. My finger. He's got a teacher that says it. <laughs> uh, let me think about this one. My number four would definitely have to be chocolate ice zingers. Those were the best back in the day. Uh, number three would have to be uh, Brownie Fudge Sunday from Brahms. Not anywhere else. Brahms is the best. You're doing like the Brahms advertiser voice right now. <laughs> Brahms makes everything better. That's the. S- and uh, number yeah, th- diagnosed with testicular cancer. Let's go to Brahms. Yay! He really fixes everything. The Brahms training video. You guys remember that? Tip to be square. <laughs> Oh, oh, I used to play just that, that the beginning part. I'd be like, check it out, dude. They use Huey Lewis in the news for their fuck. Not Huey. Uh, who is that? That's a. Uh, uh, not Huey Lewis in the news. It's a. Uh, is it? Yeah. I always mix it up with Morris Day in the Time. My bad. Go ahead, man. My number two is a famous dish from all those crazy countries that I can't pronounce. It's baklava. I would. Very much love some baklava right I, you now. You know, I've never had baklava. What is it? It's very. It's, good. I don't even know. My mom brought it's it. A Russian mom brought delicacy. It home. It's so, a it's a very light pastry that that usually comes with, topped with some sort of glazed. There's like glazed nuts, glazed nuts, glazed nuts. Just very light, crispy, very nice. delicious. It is. It is great and it's fun to say. But I. Uh, what glazed nuts? Baklava. Oh. And glazed nuts. <laughs> Anytime you can get a chance to say baklava and glaze nuts. nuts in the same <laughs> sentence, you know it's your lucky day. And, uh... What's your number one? My number one, I love me some snow cones. From, uh, <laughs> not from, like, some of them suck, some of the places suck. You have to go to a great snow cone place. What's your favorite? I recommend Coneheads from, uh... They're up... No one... No one if, it, if you listen to me, you live in Ponca or the K County area. It mm-hmm. is, uh... That Taufu's parking lot. <laughs> what is your favorite type of snow? Pina colada white. It is more pine, more pineapple. No, sorry, pina colada yellow. More pineapple, less coconut. 
put ice cream at the bottom. They even give you a little worm. Not like a real worm, but like a gummy, gummy worm. worm. Mezcal. You can hide that in there and then play find the worm later. I know many of you are used to that game. <laughs> Magic fans, you know, finding the worm. I don't know the reference. Jerk off. Oh! Oh, they act as a life finding his wiener in instead jerk of off. Good stuff, he played magic. That's true. Four kids. Three kids. Two kids. We definitely have enough sex. Yeah, that's true. Zooped out of all seven times. <laughs> I'm not very good at math. Nine <laughs> times in this room at least. Dang. That's uh, a lot. Barely. <laughs> Maybe eight and a half. Actually, Josh just jacked off into her whole life. Beat off into the fanny room. Oh. Now she has a black kid. Came in the hot tub. <clears throat> so my top five. My honorable mentions. Uh, I have to mention Air Servant just because uh, it is so good, and I think it would be great hate for a uh, for decks that rely on Bane Slayer or or Malachor Blood Witch. You pull that out, and you can just you know, or anything that's gonna block it, you just tap it, and you come through for four every time, potentially. And it, it's just, just like a, the bomb of all bombs limited. Did you just say Obama of all bombs? I wish I would've. That's a lot cooler than what I said. In my head, that's what you said. Tell us what number five is. Um, number five, I'm with Vampire Nighthawk. Just simply because it's, it's worth mentioning, it's worth putting in any deck you have black, you might as well just consider it, and I knew that you guys would not mention it. So it's uh, two black and one for a two three flying death touch lifelink. He says, "I don't need your basilisk collar. I got one built in." He's really cool. Um, Does he say that? Uh, I've heard him say it once or twice, never to me. It was just I over. I was eavesdropping. It's okay. fine. Whatnot. Uh, number four is Ember Holler. I'm I'm really happy because I've mentioned this card on the list before, and it, it's now seeing play and standard constructed, and so uh, it makes me really happy. So go Ember Holler. Fuck you, Kelvin Dragonlord. Uh, number three is Mythic Simpler. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to all you dragon lovers out there. No, no. <laughs> Sorry, to, Sorry to the guy that sent the email asking us not to cuss as much. No, we don't want to talk about that. My number three is Knight Extempler. Uh He's too white of colors for a 2-2 first strike. He says all other knights in play get plus one, plus one, and are indestructible. He, he, he will see his day. I, I'm a really big fan of this guy. I would probably run frolic holding hands with him down the beach. He didn't make my list. It was a chick. I'm pretty sure I've seen the picture. Okay. Um, <laughs> my number two... The relic, my sure. number two is I'm really happy. I really thought this was going to be the one you guys mentioned, but I got to mention Lotus Cobra. I've been building a deck... Did you mention him? Yeah, sure. I was my mana producer. Yeah, he was in your mana package. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, but Lotus Cobra, I just like when b building decks. Why he's standard legal? I just can't picture building a deck without him. Right. It, it's it, I just have to have my Cobra. Um, so he's number two. Would you <coughs> put your Cobra in your butt? No, because I would. Well, what, is it For a thousand sleeve? Dollars. Is it a sleeve? <laughs> yeah. Okay, then that's fine. Probably a hard sleeve. Then just go ahead and smell. Where's silly? Where's Matt? Did you enjoy the flarp I got you for your birthday? Been invented every day, man. <laughs> and then my number one, my number one, Clarence, have you guessed it by now? I'm going to give you a guess. I really thought you know. that would be your number one. No, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? But what's my number one? What's not on my list that's four or less on power that is currently standard legal that I always play with? Really, Clarence? I, is it the <laughs> Night or my Night Elf Night? Or Cold Blood Eye? No. Into the wing. 
Ends with Ling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Number one this I'm week is Thornley. He's a little my little buddy Conflex. He's three and two green for a four four. For one green he becomes Trampoly. For another green he becomes Indestructibly. And for another green he becomes Hasty. Hasty. <laughs> and then he has the Morphling uh, one colorless equals plus one negative one or vice versa. Uh, Thornling is tasty and delicious. Sam's been playing green since he came out. Yep. He has been in pretty much every deck. He's come out of some decks eventually, but he has at least started in almost every deck I've built. It wasn't red-white. He's stayed in every deck. Same That's our five for this week. You wanna, Sam and I built some extended decks. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, uh, mine's probably not the one I'm going to stick with. I, I stuck with the Mono Green Demon, and guess what I used in it? I had Cobra, and I had Thornling. And uh, <laughs> I didn't go with the full package, the ramp package that Clarence had mentioned. I cut birds out because I, I put in three main deck Cloud Threshers, and I wasn't looking for just like the early ramps. I wanted to be more consistent, and I wanted to use Tarmogoyf while I can. So, of course, there's tar I added Tarmogoyf where the birdies used to be. Um, I really wanted to use uh, Troll Aesthetics as well, because uh, he's an old friend of mine, and I use him until October. So might as well use him while I can. Why can you only use him until October? He rotates. Magic produces four four sets a year, and like different different yeah, characters. New, yeah, new cards every every three months. There's a new set that comes out, and so everything rotates at a certain point in time throughout the year. So you can't like the new extended. Like we can only use, yeah. Yes, but a lot of times they get redone in the newer sets. So yeah, that's, so so that's, that's how they get probably the, the best way to right? Right. They make you collect different cards. Yeah, you get new cards every... That's so how newer, better people come out, and oh, that's pretty nifty. In the new and out with the old... So where is that fucking... So when you box? buy decks, they'll, it they'll is say, like, this is the newest one. It is so nifty. you buy a pack of cards. Is that, is that how it's like? Well, good, man. It's nifty until you pay for cards like Tarmogoy. No, no, tell them, like, how it works. Uh, you just go buy pretty a pack much of cards? what I said, though. That's the best way to describe it, is, is cards of fire. You can use these cards for so long until, like, the extended season is the last how many four years? years? Last four, four years worth of cards. Yeah, we lost them. Where did you guys? I got them. last four years worth of cards. So and then, and then the, the last two years comes out. The oldest. So you just keep your old ones like way in case they ever come back again. Yeah, yeah. and not to mention there's older formats that use the cards, you know, that are old. Okay, yeah, I, I get you. A lot of the times, yes. a lot of the times, the older stuff is a lot more powerful. So when you use these other ones, it's just like a whole new power level. So, anyways, uh, like I said, I got the high arcs. I got the cobras. I got goyf. I did three of thornling. Let's see, uh, I went with three mutavolts and the thing. I, I put two basalt and two soul majesty, uh, three garuks, one behemoth ledge. I mentioned the three Cloud Threshers, three Haros. Uh, so I guess I went with Haro over Birds, I guess would be the proper replacement that I went with. And then I did one Vigor, because I freaking love Vigor, and, and, I, and I might do something more with him in the future, especially with Destructive Force in the for format. Imagine Destructive Force and Vigor. I just came a little in my pants. That's all I, I should have said. Alright, so I built an extended deck also. Anyway, and it's a Revlark deck that's blue and white. Sam's playing his green deck, and uh, we did a little commentary on it. Sam won game one by having close to start. In turn uh, four, he plays uh, Lotus Cobra, and then plays Garuk. 
And then turn five, he's able to already have a token out. And Thorn. Thorn. Troll aesthetic was out. Troll aesthetic was out. Thorn. Best two out of three. It's a match. I took Del Rebel Arc. I took Del Rebel Arc. With those sideboarding necessary. You have Glitter Laundra Arc Mage in there? We never saw her. Uh, <laughs> so Josh. Josh's Jinx title deck is pretty cool to play. Jinx title slash Rebel Arc. And we Rebel call it the Arc. Jinx Lark. Rebel Arc's a pretty damn cool creature. I think it's missing one thing. You only played Rebel Arc all three games, you know? It does seem like, like, I don't know. If Rebel, Arc, Rebel Arc's missing one, like, just one ability. If he was able to go ahead and band with the Kitchen Peaks, he would be better. Just to make the Kitchen Peaks more usable in there. Okay. And next time, I guess we'll talk about banding. All music for Raiders of the Fairies Puzzle Box is provided by Hearts for Hire. You can find them on Facebook, Hearts for Hire. Thank <laughs> you.